This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing? Good, Dan. How about you? <laughs> no complaints. No complaints. Uh, That's good. We don't want to hear them anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> That'll wrap it up for this show. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. That's a fact. We don't want to hear the complaints. Today's guests, Tennessee State Head Coach, Eddie George. Senior writer for Sports Illustrated, Michael Rosenberg. NFL Network analyst, Bucky Brooks. Plus, WWE Chief Brand Officer, Stephanie McMahon. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yes, yes. We've got a great Friday show here on the Rich Eisen Show. I am your humble host, best dad ever, sitting in front of that sign right here in Los Angeles, California. I am thrilled to be here. We are all over the map. Football. Uh, We've got the draft. We've got the WWE world that's represented here for yet another week. TJ Jefferson, you can't believe where how much wrestling we're talking here on the this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. And as of late, I I think you can't believe how much wrestling. No, you know what it is. I'm 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 uh, a fan of the sport. I'll be honest. I'm a casual fan of the sport. Uh, I'm also a total complete uh, corporate shill partner of NBC Sports on Peacock. Uh, did I say, is this thing on? No, you, I, you do what's no, best for I'm business, a partner. as they say, it's called, Rich. It's, it's, there's an I in Rich and I's in an NBC Sports on Peacock, home of uh, WrestleMania, the WWE Network. In, uh, a content is available on Peacock. And uh, so Stephanie McMahon will be joining us on the show later on. There's some big news involving our friend who's on the on his own show right now, and Pat McAfee will hit that with right. our, our friend Stephanie, uh, our new friend Stephanie McMahon later on in this program. Good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. Hey, what's How are happening, you? buddy? Happy Friday. I am uh, pleased to see you. Del Tufo is off somewhere doing something. <laughs> um, so good to see Mr. Feller in his spot. How are you, Jason? Good, good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. And uh, it's it's great. To, he's got he's wearing his Dodger blue cap on right there. As uh, eleven and two, the Dodgers are Ooh, eleven and two. Is that good. Wiping, uh, <laughs> wiping the uh, the floor with the Colorado Rockies with a couple of three run home runs to take care of business, and then turning to their new closer, David Price. Hey. Closed the game last night. You're not even aware of that, are you? No, I did see that this morning. I have Kenley Jansen in fantasy. So, oh, so not, you are now aware of so it. So I'm not happy about it. That's, but all right. that's all right. I, I don't like, think he's his new closer. By the way, I like David Price. Do you really? We, I don't I don't I don't know if you right? do. That's weird. We no, might no, have to we, hit that no, later on. We, no, we've made up. We've we'll, made up. It's we'll hit that good. later on in the show. We've got a lot. It's a higher register Friday. We're bringing higher register back where we gotta go all the way up here to believe what we gotta say. So um that's all on the docket today. Two weeks from the day. 
that we'll have all the answers. <laughs> you went and hire register. We'll have all the answers. No, I, I mean, I believe it. We are going to have all the answers two weeks from today. Um, two weeks from today, we'll be getting ready for night two of the NFL draft. We'll be fully aware who the Niners traded up to go get at number three or who they traded up to eventually decide on who to take. I think it's uh, the latter. I think, I think it's the former. I think they already know who it is. And the crazy thing is, as soon as it was done, it's Mac Jones. Now you're hearing the tide being turned that it is going to be Justin Fields instead. And this would make sense to me as well. All right? I know Mac Jones won the national championship. I know Justin Fields lost the national championship. I get all of that. It's a team sport. The tape is being grinded right now, apparently, on all three quarterbacks. I, 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 I believe that due diligence is being made. But deep down, I think these 49ers made a decision. I think that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan got together, walked into Jed York's office again. I have not confirmed this at all and said, this is the kid we're, we're identifying. We'll grind tape on the rest, but this is the one that we think we, we're going to get, and this is the reason why we're going to tell Jimmy G that we're done after this year. He should stick around. All the Justin Fields last in, first out stuff that you're hearing about, I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is that he needs to get in the film room a little bit more to be up to professional football speed. Which, by the way, I think describes pretty much every single (laughs) prospect out there. And just to bring it all full circle with what I just said. Two stories that I've picked up. I've told it here on uh, many iterations of the Rich Eisen Show and our podcast back in the day, out of which this show was born seven years ago. So if you're uh, uh, a diehard, we say thank you and apologies if you've heard these stories before. (laughs) But two stories about are the 49ers really grinding tape on all of this? Yes, Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf, as we all know, in 1998, Mm -hmm. coming out of Tennessee and Washington State, respectively, we all know what happened in their careers. Washington State's Ryan Leaf went toe-to-toe in the Rose Bowl uh, for about a half. Made it close late in the end because Michigan likes to make things a little bit tough. Can't sit in a rocking chair ever with the Michigan Wolverines. But in that Rose Bowl, Ryan Leaf was dynamite, and he was dynamite for the Washington State Cougars all year long and was, in fact, up there with Peyton Manning in the mind's eye of the Colts up until the day of the draft. Bill Polian and Jim Moore Sr. have told me both. They were grinding tape right until the end. So the 49ers grinded tape? Yes. They want to figure this thing out? Sure. They know who they want. I don't know why I feel in my bones it's Justin Fields. Vegas agrees with you now. I don't know if I, why I feel it in my bones. Maybe because he's a higher ceiling athlete? I don't know. But that may be the answer we get, and we'll be talking about two weeks from today. The other story about everybody needs more room 
more time in the film room. Everybody. Okay? Everybody. And everybody might need their study habits a little bit more strengthened coming out of college. If that is what Justin Fields needs to have done, that everything else that was going on with him, a lot of stuff may come easy. And I got that first read coach. I got that second read coach. The I, I, coach now needs to tell me that I need to know third, fourth read. I knew what the hell is happening everywhere and what that guy over across the way in the middle linebacker spot and what that guy is here and what that guy is there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's what Justin Fields a little bit more. And I think he can learn it. <laughs> Certainly if Shanahan's the one saying, come on in, let's talk. But in terms of needing to get up to speed, one of my favorite Marshall Falk stories about Peyton Manning. Again, Marshall was the running back that Peyton was handing to and play faking to in his rookie season in Indianapolis. It was Marshall's last year. By the way, can you imagine trading Marshall Falk away once you acquire Peyton Manning? you imagine that? Could you imagine if something like that happened today? Could Man. you uh, just... That actually happened, by the way. Insane to think about. Okay. They're so they're lucky they... They, they got Edrin. Up. I know Man, they, they're that they so eventually lucky. got Edrin. When everybody <laughs> cool. thought they should take Ricky Williams, too, by the way. Just yeah. throwing all that out there as an aside. These are all facts. But Marshall tells the story. How many... Interceptions did Peyton Manning have his rookie season? 28. I want to 28. say 28. 28, yeah. 28 right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Marshall tells the story that the number of times that Peyton Manning would throw an interception in Indianapolis, he lost track. We can track it for him. 28. 28. He said Peyton, after throwing the interceptions, one after another after another, say the same thing, which is, I didn't think he could get there. Meaning, receiver's open, he throws it, NFL defender steps in front of it, picks it off. And Marshall would, said he'd just let it go until halfway through the season. He says to Peyton Manning, hey, Peyton, this is the NFL. Everyone can get there. So if you're sitting here thinking Justin Fields needs more time in a film room or might need a, a, a work ethic twist up, tightening of the bolts to get him in that film room and to understand that, I, I don't think that that's out of the stretch of the imagination at all. And understandable. And everyone's grinding tape on him. And he did a, a second pro day, as Albert Breer said yesterday, specifically for the 49ers. He said the second pro day was born out of the 49ers trading up. For some reason, right now, two weeks from having the answer of me being done with the 17th first round of an NFL draft that I've hosted for NFL Network. Congratulations. 17. Getting set. For, I can't say it's my 17th Friday night because when I started hosting the NFL draft, it was just a mere two-day weekend event. It's changed, you know. I've done both. I did I did the old version. I'm doing the new version. <laughs> and last year, I did a digital version. But I digress. <laughs> I'm in for all seasons. <laughs> I, I have a feeling it's going to go Trevor Lawrence. Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, I just have that feeling. And you're saying the town where Mo Green does not have a plaque or signpost or any recognition of his incredible <laughs> contribution to the city of Las Vegas, Nevada. They agree with me. It is flipped now. Isn't that amazing? Justin Fields is now the favorite to go third overall. And then I will tell you, wait till Trey Lance works out next Monday. <laughs>
Suddenly I just don't know. I just don't. I don't know if he'll have his day, if you will, in the talent evaluation, uh, or or the 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 televised talent evaluation community. The folks like Bucky Brooks is joining us at the top of the third hour. Know exactly what's going on. I just don't know if enough people who with a microphone in front of them have seen enough North Dakota State Bison football to speak on it. The evaluators would. And that would be quite something if he's chosen in front of the two quarterbacks that played for the national championship in front of the whole God and country earlier this calendar year. Maybe that way, too. And I, I, I'm, and one of the reasons why we're having Bucky on is not only because he's got that keen eye for talent, and I'm a colleague here at the NFL Network. He called Kyle Pitts a gold jacket talent. He started the week on the show, Kyle Pitts. I just have that feeling also. Rich Eisen, Mock Draft 1.0. You ready for this? Oh, your own Mock Draft. Why not? Hold on, right <laughs> Why not? I got the top three already. Why not? Here we go. One. One. Trevor Lawrence. I've heard of him. Two. Yep. Zach Wilson. Okay. Don't screw it up. Three. Justin Fields. Okay. Four. Kyle Pitts to the oh, Atlanta Falcons. Wow. They're just not going to be able to pass on this gold jacket talent. Okay. Five. Yep. Cincinnati Bengals. Draft. Fifth overall. 2021 NFL draft. Out of the University of Your Phone. Shrug emoji. I don't know. <laughs> I'll do this. I'll say they'll go the tackle from Oregon, who's on our show on Monday. Panay Sewell, who is apparently working out at both left and right tackle, that they are going to follow this incredible what uh, meme that I saw on I don't know who created it. I think did you send it I around sent, to us? You I sent it around. It yeah. Okay, where where one is <laughs> I'll send it to Dawn right One, now. it's it's Joe Burrow fading back to pass with a left a, a tackle in front of him underneath the, the word of the tackle that said anybody else, <laughs> and then Jamar Chase down the field, and he's being sacked because anybody else is not blocking the receiver. I mean, is not blocking the defender coming for him. And then underneath it, it's Joe Burrow fading back to pass Panay Sewell in front of him. He's standing up straight and throwing a touchdown pass to the receiver that says anybody else. That it that it doesn't matter how good the receiver is that Burrow's throwing to if he can't connect the pass because just anybody's blocking for right, it. Right, right. Burrow. And I just have a feeling that there's that sort of Mike Brown sensibility, old school sensibility, like, you know, couldn't have made those championships without Anthony Munoz, not saying that Sewell's Anthony Munoz, but he does play in the same conference and so on and so forth. That's my 1.0. Come at me. Come at me. <laughs> That's what I said. Come at me. Right? You think they'll take you'll you'll think they're gonna take uh Jamar Chase? I think they're gonna take either Chase or Pitts, whoever's there. I don't know about that. I think quarterback goes four. Quarterback needs to be protected in Cincinnati, brother. So, lots to talk about on this show. First up is our longtime friend. On this program, last time he was on, it was me, him, and Ray Lewis zooming together because the Titans and Ravens are playing one another. Right. Who knew that the next time Eddie George was going to join us on this show, he'd be the head coach of Tennessee State football. 
Michael Rosenberg wrote the piece on Trevor Lawrence that everybody's been talking about in Sports Illustrated. Well, I kicked the tires on Michael Rosenberg while we're waiting for Trevor Lawrence to make himself available via media, which I imagine he'll be doing in the next couple of weeks. Stephanie McMahon, the WWE chief brand officer, two items that I would like to get out of the conversation with the WWE chief brand officer who is hosting along with Triple H a brand new series, WWE's Most Wanted Treasures, that premieres Sunday on A&E at 10 Eastern time. Two things. One, I want my own gig. If McAfee's getting one, I want one. <laughs> I got an idea. All right. As you know, I'm a branding expert. I'm looking at so, you. So I am. I'm a branding expert. And two, you asked Bobby Lashley to be a member of the Hurt Business, did you not? I did. I told him that I'd come off top rope to try to pin this thing down, didn't he, I? He, oh, yeah. He kind of didn't. He, I don't want to say he put you on the pain no mind list, but he kind of did. Well, you know, he, he had he said it was business. It was a is business it, discussion that needed to happen, and this wasn't this, like the proper business time. But now, this is business. What we're doing right now is business for the okay. WWE. We're on their partner, NBC Sports on Peacock. We're on Peacock, a partner yes. of theirs. This is about branding a major star on the WWE with a major star on the Rich Eisen Show. Look, I just told Bobby, 15 right? hours a week we're here, Rich. I could That's what spread I'm the word. So, Holler he, at your boy. Thank you. He did not think. Bobby Lashley, that I could go up the chain of command of the flowchart of the WWE and raise this directly to the chief brand officer, did he? It went over his head. I think he knew. See, I don't know. That might be the wrong way to get me in the hurt business, but we're going to, I'd say go for it. Yeah, McAfee's not the only one who can go over people's head in oh. wrestling. He literally can physically do it. I can't. Right. I'm, I'm figuratively doing it because I can. Does that make sense? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> That'll be later on. Then we got a higher register. I've got a surprise, a nice little uh, surprise that surprised me yesterday, and I'll bring it to the attention of everyone here because, to be honest with you, it's quite a flex. <laughs> very excited for it. Wow. I'm serious. Very, very excited Drop for it. Drop a bomb it. on them. And then uh, if you can, um, Jason, look through Del Tufo's Good luck, labyrinth oh of drops to find Chris Brockman excommunicating David Price from his life years ago. <laughs> okay. Okay? That'll take a while. They, <laughs> through all of that, David Price saved a game, I think for the first time since he was a Tampa Bay Ray against the Red Sox in the, in the late aughts <laughs> in the playoffs. All right. Uh, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. We come back, the great Eddie George will be joining us here on this show. The Odyssey White Hot Potter. I want to talk about this for a minute before we go to break. 20 years ago is when Odyssey created their White Hot Putters. The most iconic, most played, most sought-after putter insert of all time is back, and it's been inserted in something called the White Hot OG line of putters from Odyssey. The famous urethane insert that golfers everywhere have come to love, the almost mythical combination of sound, feel, and roll tour players and amateur golfers alike have fallen in love with inside the white hot og line of putters the two ball the rossi the number seven the rest of the head shape sport modern upgrades fine surface milling for an ultra premium look to inspire confidence over the ball white hot og putters feature that most popular insert of all time and they are a balance a perfect balance of nostalgia and craftsmanship you have to see to believe legendary then iconic now see the white hot the new white hot og family of putters today at odyssey golf Com. That's odysseygolf.com. Back with Eddie George when we come back. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, 
O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I want to talk with uh, with you about life after football, mm-hmm. which includes acting for you, right? Ah, yes, yes. You're a thespian? I'm an actor. Are you an actor or an actor? I'm an actor. Okay. An actor. You know there's a difference, as you know, right? Yeah. An acting is an actor. You know, I'm an actor. An actor means that you can you can carry a Shakespearean ah, play. So I'm an actor. You're an actor. Okay. Scene two of Othello, a bedchamber in the castle. Desdemona, you're asleep. You're in bed asleep. Enter Othello. Have you prayed tonight, Desdemona? Ah, my lord. If you bethink yourself of any crime and reconcile as yet. God. Oh, that's too bad. Our our our, uh, our fee just went down from that from that piece. I had totally forgotten about that. Totally forgot. How much? How much longer till our ready audience is back? Video. Let me see if I can find. Okay, this. two minutes. What a bummer! Because we got to play that again later on. I had totally forgotten about that. Eddie George is one of the first in-studio guests we ever had here on our show. I you, that that was a we were a he week might have been old. Second, I'm like scrolling my. Phone no, I right remember the bust that's off camera to your to your right. Oh yeah, Chris. Marshall and Marcus. We had Allen Marcus right Allen here. and Marshall Falk yeah, yeah, here yeah, to reveal right. the bust that Chris Long, the right. major domo of audience, created for me for my own Hall of Fame bust that I revealed here. And Marshall and then, and, and, and then I think a week later, Eddie so that, George. So that was on the 14th, right? Doctor Drew and Warren Sapp were here on the 13th. Oh, my God. Oh. You're looking this up on your phone? You're yeah, able to see this? I have pictures on my phone from that. <laughs> Are you serious? Al Michaels came in on the 15th. And Eddie George came in here, and we had him 14th. read Othello yeah. lines with Del Tufo. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Honestly, had completely forgotten about all that. <laughs> wow. All right. So uh, when uh, when our radio audience returns, our uh, our... Letting our Peacock audience know that that's when we'll bring in our next guest, the thespian-turned-coach himself. That is unbelievable. That's our first week. We weren't even on radio yet. Remember, we started just no. on TV just to get our feet wet. And we it took a week for us to have Del Tufo read Shakespeare lines with an actual actor 
co- a player turned actor. That was incredible. Some of the- I really appreciate that, Mikey. Who is that? I have no idea. I took a real guess on that one. Okay. <laughs> Del Tufo cut that from somebody? Someone. It, it says, oh, thanks, exactly. Mikey, so I figured it was safe. Jeez. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, because I think Eddie George was playing Billy Flynn at the time in Chicago. Wow. We've been around wow. a while and, uh, and uh, pleased to be here on NBC Sports on Peacock. We've got Bucky Brooks joining us in hour number three to talk about the NFL draft. Michael Rosenberg, who wrote a great piece on Trevor Lawrence, will be joining us top of hour number two on that front. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We're here on uh, the Rich Eisen Show uh, with a longtime uh, guest of this program and somebody who I'm thrilled to say is a friend. And I could not have been more excited to see him take a new step uh, in his life, um, his football life for sure. He is the new head coach of Tennessee State. Pardon me. He's the new head coach of the Tennessee State nice. University football. <laughs> Eddie George. How are you, Eddie? Hey, good, man. How are you? I'm- Most potent, reverend, and grave senior. <laughs> are you going to install that at Tennessee State, that we are the Tennessee State? Is that, is that what's coming, I, Eddie? You know, I, 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 I played with that. I Honestly, I have. Okay. I think I'm going to do that. I think, you know, Buckeye Nation would be a little upset, but hey, you know, it's all fair game now, so it's going to be the Tennessee State University. Exactly, sure. Eddie, because, <laughs> cause again, you don't want to confuse anybody with any right. other to a, a Tennessee State, you know, even though it is right. truly one of the gems of the HBCU system. It is one of the gems of Tennessee higher education. Can't confuse it with another one. You know what I'm no. saying, Eddie? The, the one and only. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, Eddie. Uh, Thanks, Rich. I know you've answered this question in your press conference. You were on first take, but this is the first time you've been here, so I'd love for you to explain to uh, my audience and any others who might not have heard it as to why you are doing this. Oh, it's a passion. Um, it's nothing that I sought out. It was presented to me through another business venture I have with the president of the university. Um, I have a wealth management business, and I was managing um, some funds for her AKA Foundation. Um, She's also the president of that. So long story short, um, a few weeks ago or months ago, she reached out to me in regards to needing to talk to me on a text message. And I'm thinking, oh, I never hear from her unless it's a problem, you know, in terms of, you know, the account or whatever. So I'm kind of nervous about what it could be. I check the account, make sure everything's good, is making money. And um, she calls and she has on the phone with her, her new AD, Mickey Allen, uh, Dr. Mickey Allen. Um, and they're on the phone. I'm thinking, okay, they probably want to ask me for um, to be a donor or fundraising, some, fi- some fundraising effort. And then she says, well, Mr. George, um, you know, I know this, this is going to seem a little awkward and out of the box, um, but would you consider being our next head coach at Tennessee State University? Mm. And I had a long pause. Yeah, that's, I bet. <laughs> that's yeah. Like, I bet. Um, are you sure? I said, now that I was thinking now to myself, this is why, you know, you probably aren't winning that many games because of these types of things. You're going to ask me, you could be a head coach, knowing I don't have any coaching experience. 
And this is right around the same time Dion had t- taken on the job at uh, Jackson State University. Mm-hmm. So um, before I said a hard no, I said, let me think about it because I still want to continue this business relationship with her. Mm-hmm. Let me just really just think about it, go to my wife, talk about it, but I don't think I'm going to take it. And now that was in my mind. So I um, went home, talked to my wife. I said, Tamara, that's my wife's name, mm-hmm. Tamara, yeah. you know, uh, I got the craziest phone call today uh, from President Glover. She asked me to be her next head coach. <laughs> that last, he's been to my wife without, you know, flinching or laughing along. She says, "Well, why not?" I said, "Well, you know, I'm 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 doing all my other businesses. There's Eric. There there's my acting career. I've done all this stuff. My my mind is just not in coaching." She says, "Well, at least you owe it to yourself to look into it." Mm. You know, she, they might see something in you you don't see in yourself. And I said, okay, that's you got a point there. And she's always telling me that I don't live in a box. And I, and I always say that I, I don't live in a box. I obliterate the box. I don't live, I don't try to think outside the box. Right. So I said, all right, you know what? Let me do my due diligence. Let me really do some soul searching because when you get into coaching, it is a full-time commitment. And you, I have two sons, but now, you know, you're, you have a hundred, hundred sons because you have these lives that you're responsible for on a day-to-day basis. So I reached out to Mike Tomlin. I reached out to uh, other coaches like Luke Fickle at Cincinnati, Mike Grable, who's a good friend of mine, coaches, CEOs, just to get all their perspective in terms of what this entails, what the opportunity is, given my, my, my lack of quote-unquote uh, coaching experience in football and what that looks like. And without going into all the minutia of it in terms of details, every step that I took, I fell more and more in love with it. So I was about 50-50 on it about uh, a few weeks ago, and I was on my way to um, play at a golf tournament in concessions in Florida. And I reached out to Jeff Fisher to kind of get his opinion on it. And he finally called me back. And I told him, I said, Jeff, listen to this crazy idea. Uh, <laughs> President Glover wants me to be the head coach for Tennessee State, man. <laughs> Tell me, what do you, what do you honestly think about this? And then Jeff naturally says, oh, Eddie, that would be phenomenal. Yeah. You would be great at it. And, you know, he drafted me. He knows how to push my buttons. <laughs> we sat on the phone for about 30 minutes. And after that 30-minute phone call, I was ready to run through a brick wall. I mean, I was like, let's go, we're all in. So um, it took me a while to get to this point, Rich. Um, I did a lot of soul searching, a lot of due diligence uh, about the opportunity and uh, the resources that I can bring to the school, um, the mentorship. I mean, I'm at a place in my life where I'm looking to pour into others and to give kids guidance and um, to provide them with a, a future uh, in football and certainly after football um, in, in those areas. You know, teach them about financial literacy. All those things, all the things that I've done up until this point makes perfect sense in this role right now. Now, I'm going to have to go out and find the best coaches, the best teachers uh, that are passionate about their craft, that, can, um, that have a great wealth of experience, and that's where Jeff comes into play in terms of helping me fill these roles mm-hmm. in because uh, I haven't been in the game in this capacity in quite some time. 
so it's been a lot of fun working with him in this capacity. And, you know, we've done some great things together with the Titans, um, but together now in this new role, we have an opportunity to really change some lives with this. Eddie George here on the Rich Eisen Show, the new head coach of the Tennessee State football program. So um, is it true Hugh Jackson's going to join your staff? Is that true? Um, you know, uh, it's not confirmed as of yet, okay. um, but it's a strong possibility that, that he is. Um, Hugh uh, is a guy that has a wealth of knowledge, sure is. Uh, both in a co- college level and certainly uh, professionally. Um, he brings a lot to the table in terms of mentorship. He's very patient. He's a great teacher. Um, and to have him on this staff would be a huge, um, a huge asset for us. So, you know, we're working on the details of a few other guys, but he, he's at the top of my list for sure. You know what? And, and it's, you know, Eddie, it is, it, it, what an inspired choice by the school president and your business partner, because if she was looking for, I want a leader of men and I want somebody who's an incredible example about, you know, football, but also life outside of it, somebody who can teach uh, these young men a sense of pride and togetherness um, and have a passion for it. My gosh, I mean, that you, you would have to be at the, the top, the literal top name on her list uh, of people, certainly in her orbit and then outside of it. What an inspired choice. I, I'm wondering if Dion might have, might, might have, you know, sparked something here. He has, he did, most, most, without, without a question. And that was one of the other phone calls that I made immediately to Prime to say, okay, Dion, you're doing a lot outside of coaching. You know, he has his bar stores deal. He has, he's an entrepreneur. Yes. And those things aren't going anywhere. And I was curious, you know, I said, okay, how are you finding the time to devote to this? And he explained to me, he says, hey, you know, there are a couple of different types of coaches. There are guys that are hands-on and, and, and to every detail. There are guys that are play callers that are head coaches. And then there are CEOs. Is your CEO? That's who you are. You, you, you know, you're not going to be uh, call, you're not going to call plays uh, uh, on offense and defense. You're going to delegate that to your offense and defensive coordinators, but you're going to oversee all pieces and parts of it. This is a business in the education space and the uh, uh, athletic space in sports and, and at the college level. And I'm looking at budgets. I'm spending. Ninety-five percent of my time is being spent in compliance, budget, mm. uh, equipment, facilities, all the ancillary parts that make this thing go. And football is the last thing that I'm, I'm going to get to, which is very important. Personnel, all of that. So it's stuff that, Rich, that I, I, I've been exposed to by going to business school and ha- establishing my own business, bringing in the right people. You know, I started my landscape architecture firm in 2005 that, that plays a part in this in terms of, of getting the right people in the room, my wealth management company. So I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not foreign to bringing in the right people. Well, I'm foreign in terms of now coming into college football coaching. Uh, it's, it's very familiar to me, but now I have to bring in the right people in this area about it in, in a game that I, that I love and I'm very passionate about that I've played a very long time at. Well, so... The learning curve in terms of game day management, mm-hmm. yeah, that's going to happen. You'll probably say that was a dumb move by Eddie. He didn't go for it on fourth down. You know? <laughs> so that's, or he didn't, uh, he should have went for two here. I mean, that's always going to be in question. That's, that's always going to happen. The most experienced coaches go through that. And guess what? I'm going to be right in line with them. But 
the most important thing for me is to create a culture of excellence. And that's what my mark is. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm determined to do. Well, Dion and I had this conversation many times when we would just be watching games together in the years that we were on NFL Network. And a couple of times I thought he wasn't, you know, really coaching material because anytime someone would make a dumb mistake, he would scream the words, cut him at the television <laughs> screen. That that guy would be cut before he comes back to the sideline, but Dion has obviously evolved. <laughs> so, yeah. but but the truth is, we've had a conversation with Ed Reed about it as well. That uh, you know he he dabbled a little bit in in coaching, and uh, when Miami's job was open, he's like, "Why not me?" And you know, obviously, Dion, um, when Florida State's job was open, he was basically saying, "Why not me?" And why not players? Um, you know, the NBA, we've seen it. Obviously, some have spent time as assistants. But, you know, uh, why not players in the the NFL and obviously college football who have such a deep knowledge and a deep level of experience and passion and heart like you do, Eddie? Why not? Why not? Why not? Exactly. I mean, look at Steve Kerr. You know, NBA basketball, he left the commentating booth and won three championships because he knows the game. I mean, he's played it. So if you have a – you know, people say, well, you didn't cut your teeth at a certain level. Well, there's not – there's not a certain way you go about things. It's not life is not a linear process where you take step by step A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You're going to go to A to Z, back to B to D, and that's how my life has been. So I, I, I have been preparing for this, unbeknownst to me, yes. for a very long time in different areas. I was training on stage, you know, to be to present game plans and and to get in front of people and to sell uh, our university and to try to fundraise. I taught at Ohio State teaching the business of uh, the professional sports for five years, you know, mentoring to young people about entrepreneurship and, and inspiring them to use and leverage their, uh, their playing platform for the greater good of mankind and so forth. So I've been doing all these things all along, and, and God, you know, really said, this is where I want you to be. This is it. And that 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 intuition at the end of the day, I relied on that intuition to guide me and say, hey, this is the right fit for me, and I can't worry about what people are going to think or say or or criticize. I, that doesn't matter. What matters is if I'm in something I'm 100% involved in, I'm, I'm committed to that, I'm going to give my absolute best, I'm going to do my due diligence, and no one's going to outwork me. That's it. Nobody is going to outwork me in this. So um, I'm all in, and I'm excited about our future. So if you're saying that your acting career is going to somehow have prepared you for for game planning, does that mean one of your plays is going to be called Razzle Dazzle? You're going to give him the old Razzle Dazzle? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what you said? You know it is. (laughs) Give him the old Razzle. Dazzle. That's what you should say. <laughs> That's how you call it, too. You tell your OC if it is you. Give me old Razzle Dazzle, and then maybe, you know, a little. <laughs> Whatever that is, you'll give me old Razzle Dazzle. <laughs> All right, let's, let's stir this up before we leave, Eddie. Okay, because, you know, obviously, Dion is at Jackson State. You're at Tennessee State now. Uh-huh. And, and so, um, I, is it appropriate for me to ask you the time when you were coming through the hole and Dion stopped you, or was that a business decision for Dion? Do you got a good moment? Well, you you know versus Dion at I, all, when Eddie? I played, no, I never saw Dion um, because he was on the back end of his end of his career. He was at Washington with the rest. We played him on a Monday night, and uh, and Prime was not having it in terms of going near the pile. <laughs> Uh, you go. If you go look at his 
some of his, his tapes around that time, yeah. you'll see him go to, go to the pile and he'll high knee lift away from it. You know, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't want to get in and have anyone roll up on his legs or anything of that nature. So he wasn't necessarily looking for right. physical uh, in between in the holes. He would have tried to, you know, of course, with his speed, yes. um, uh, hit me from the side or something like that. But I, I've never had a one-on-one with, with Dion. Yeah, he would. Dion would tell you he didn't need to go to the Kellogg School at Northwestern to make business decisions. He knew. <laughs> he's right. He, he's right. got those innately <laughs> built in. Eddie, he wanted no piece of. That's a very classy way of saying he wanted no piece of number twenty-seven. <laughs> well, we see we see Dion September the eleventh in Memphis for oh, the Southern Heritage Classic. How great is that? So we uh, that's yeah, going to be that's going to be an interesting battle. For well, sure. and that's huge. That's huge, not just for the classic, but for HBCU football. I mean, this is yeah, no is. question about it. I mean, and this is what um, you know. I'm glad to see happening because you know I'm tuning in. And hopefully the rest of the country will as well. And your press conferences, hopefully you'll do something together. This mm-hmm. is what we're talking about. That I love it. I love that. Yep. yep. You know. Absolutely. I'm excited about it. And you should bring I'm up this pile story uh, there. Please do that. <laughs> and he'll say, you know what? And I tiptoed my way into the Hall of Fame too. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. Eddie, congratulations on uh, it, it, on your decision it, and making. Thank it. you, man. And, and and Rich, I never thought that these words would ever come out of my mouth. Uh-oh. And this is where God has a great sense of humor. Okay. We are um, the, the Tennessee State Tigers, but we also, our tagline is Go Big Blue. So how about that? <laughs> how, how I'm sorry. About that? Wait a minute. Uh, I'm sorry. There was a bad connection. Can you repeat that, but a little louder? Say that one more time. What is it? You know, Go what? Go what? Go Big Blue. Oh. <laughs> oh. I mean, there's another word in there. It's big blue. No, but we could call ourselves that too every now and then. You know, there's a go blue, and just and there might be a big in there, but it's still you but know any. But it, that that color never comes out of my mouth. But that it is it is ingrained to my my DNA now. So it is go, Eddie. It yeah, is. And I thought you would get a kick out of that one. Oh my gosh, awesome. that is just wonderful. So and so again. Uh, ra- give him the old razzle dazzle, and then you're the Tennessee State uh, University. That's what you are from now That's on. That's right. Right? Okay. That's it. We'll take you, brother. Eddie, let's chat down the line. I'd love to just uh, knock on the door and see how you're doing, how you're faring. If there's any way that we can uh, be of any assistance at all, just let us know. I'm, I'm thrilled to, to uh, for you and proud of your decision to do it and go for it. I'd love it. I am, brother. Thank you, man. Appreciate you ta- it, Rich. You take it. That's Eddie George, everybody. Right here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Amazing. He's the best. Sounds like they're negotiating with you, right? I'll bet. I'll be a phenomenal offensive coordinator. Okay, coming in here, here's, here's how we're going to do it. And then him versus Dion. That would be great. Great. Love it. I can personally attest. Dion wanted no piece of it. I don't know anybody. <laughs> Did wanted anyone a piece want of a piece of Eddie back then? <laughs> I mean, you've seen Eddie George mm-hmm. in person, like recently. Mm-hmm. The dude could still mm-hmm. probably get you sixty-five yards mm-hmm. in the touchdown. Mm-hmm. Right dude now. was a beast. You wanted no piece. Look at that dude, man. Six-three running back, tall, yeah, downhill hitting you, and that's why I first person I thought of to 
match up with Eddie George when the Titans and Ravens matched up again in the playoffs was let's get it Ray Lewis on the phone and go 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 to our YouTube feed by the way for that conversation. It was great because the two of them knew each other before getting drafted. They knew each other for a very long time and then wound up in yes kids the AFC Central together. Mm. Wow. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. I've got something to show everybody, a little show and tell on the Rich Eisen Show. When we come back here on the Rich Eisen Show, don't go anywhere. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about... How to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I want to talk with uh, with you about life after football, mm-hmm. which includes acting for you, right? Ah, yes, yes. You're a thespian? Yes. An actor? I'm an Are you an actor or an actor? I'm an actor. Okay. Actor. You know there's a difference, as you know, right? Yeah. An acting is an actor. You know, I'm an actor. An actor means that you can you can carry a Shakespearean class. Ah, I'm an actor. You're an actor. Scene two of Othello, a bedchamber in the castle. Desdemona, you're asleep. You're in bed asleep. Enter Othello. Have you prayed tonight, Desdemona? Ah, my lord. If you bethink yourself of any crime and reconciled as yet to heaven and grace, so let's for it straight. My lord, what do you mean by that? Do it and be brief. I will walk by. I would not kill thy unprepared spirit. No, heaven forfend, I would not kill thy soul. Talk of you killing? Aye, I do. I hope you will not kill me. Mm. You're lying. yet, I fear you. When your eyes roll so, I do not why I should fear. Since guiltness, I know not. But yet, I feel I fear Think on thy sins. Some bloody passion shakes your frame. These are portents, but yet I hope, I hope. That handkerchief which I so loved and gave thee, thou gavest to Cassio. Sweet soul, take heed, take heed of perjury. Thou art on thy deathbed. Aye, but yet not to die. Yes, presently. Therefore confess thee freely of thy sin. For to deny each article with oath cannot remove nor choke the strong conception that I do groan with all. Thou art to die. And sing! Wow, it's hot under here. Sweat a little. Now, wow. I, now I have to kill her, right? Now, the, please. I'm scared now. <laughs> Eddie. Oh, great. great job, brother. Great job. <laughs> that, now, seriously, Eddie. I don't know how we could top that. How was that for you, Mike? 
Was that good? Did we, was the staging a little I'm off for you? I'm sweating. I'm sweating. It's like I get very... It's a casual Tuesday here also yeah, on the Chaz and Chaz. Plus, plus, I think the only um, previous acting experience, you played Willy Wonka in the Willy, fifth grade, right? Or you were the understudy for Willy Wonka? Was yes, that, that was... Yeah, it was mm. understudy. I never was the mm. main. Good stuff, everybody. That is really funny. I can't believe it. That is seven years ago this fall. We've known Eddie George a long time. Oh, he's on ESPN right now. He's all over the place. So, this is a tape piece. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. They're I doing just... like a quarterback camp with um, Herb Street. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was, and this is where the Mac Jones stuff just came from. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Oh, taking the the Gruden reins. Yes. Got it. Okay. Eight four four two zero four. Rich number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. So uh, I got a call. Um, or a text the other day. No, it sounded like Del Tufo there. I got a call. I got a text. Um, <laughs> I got a text the other day from um, from NFL Films. You know Steve Menzel, right? You know him? Yep. Producer at NFL Films. Did you ever work with him together or no? I don't think so, no. Okay. All right. He's like, want to send you something before the draft. Okay. Okay. Great. Give him my home address. Because I trust the people at NFL Films. <laughs> and... Uh, we all work together for the NFL 100 all-time team show. Right. You know, things happen, right? Like, we forget stuff that's happened in the world with the pandemic. That was almost two years ago. Yeah, but... There we go. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I got this. That is a large box. It is a large box. And, um, what's in the box? What's in the box? What's honestly. In the box? I, honestly. I was looking for that. No, it's not seven. Okay. You sure Gwyneth's not in make sure, yeah, Definitely not. So it's great. I, uh, two of my kids were there because Suze was out with Xander. So I, my kids were there. So I opened it up and I'm opening it up here. And it is. Oh, oh, an Emmy Award for the NFL 100 all time team show. I was wondering that. Remember? And they made one for me. Congratulations. That's awesome. There it is. That's that is a real so cool. Effing deal. What does it say on the? What is the? What does it say? It says on the inscription, um, "2019 Sports Emmys." Yep. Uh, outstanding studio show, limited run, NFL 100 all-time team, NFL Network. There it is. Amazing. Oh, so cool. So. I just, you know, uh, it just gives you the goosebumps. It is, um, yeah. it is the real deal. And I've totally forgotten that the NFL 100 all-time team show did win an Emmy Award yeah, that got exactly. postponed due to the uh, pandemic. I guess they did it virtually back in the day. Right. So there it is. So uh, fired up. Big ups. That's uh, awesome. And the, <laughs> so... I have one in our green room that's but back that's like there. Silver from, now. Well, it's from 1996. <laughs> no, I know that, that was my point. It's been so long. It's the the goal is. I, I felt like Dan Marino in a way because I got to Sports Center in 1996, and um, as a 26 year old, Sports Center won for the best studio show daily, and. We got Emmy Awards. They gave all the on-air anchors Emmy Awards. That's cool. Which was a nice, classy gesture. Yeah. And I had not gotten a single one for a show that had been... We, this show has been 
We've been nominated. nominated. You know, a couple things on game. And the NFL Network has been nominated. We got to get Game Day Morning nominated, which, believe it or not, has has not been. Um, it's not happened in a long time. I don't even know if it's ever happened. Quite honestly, uh, the year I worked on it, Rich was nominated. Oh, it was. Oh, it was. Okay, Let's. so it's happened. I just they, they just bleed one in the other. We got to get one of these for Game Day Morning. But there you have it. So cool. um, I, it, I bet Belichick they sent they definitely sent Bill oh, they one. Definitely sent Bill one. That's what I was wondering. I, I and was wondering Collinsworth was got one. I found out Collinsworth got one. He put it on the hood of uh, his car. <laughs> one car's got it hanging from the windshield. The other one's now got it on the hood. So now, now, big, big question here. Yes. Big decision on your part. Where does it go? Well, you know, the desk really, you know, you, you don't want to clutter your desk. So does that replace best dad ever sign? Oh, no, no. This is the ultimate award. No one can ever take that away from me, as they say in the business. So. All right. So you're going to keep both on the desk. I mean, that's that's just rubbing it in. I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to take this home. Yeah, of course. It's amazing. I don't know, Rich. It's kind of like that, that. I feel inspired right now, personally. If you left that here every day and I could stare at it, maybe like, you know, give it a little touch when we come out and start the show, that might like boost the Clemson our, Rock? It yeah. Could our, it could be our rock. Just it could for, be like our rock. Give us something to strive for. But, Rich, let's be honest. You're going to want that in the background of, of, all, all, your, my, of all the yeah. Zooms at home. Yeah. 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 Sorry, TJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take a mental picture. All right. Well, you know, I'm going to come. Can I? No, I don't want to touch it. I want to touch it too. Of course, the kids so. started grabbing it and then. Started waving well, it around. It's sharp. They're These just... wings can actually send them to the hospital. Yeah. Stephen Botchko told me, you know, the late, brilliant, iconoclastic television producer and writer, he told me that the year that Hill Street Blues won all their Emmy Awards, the first time it just cleaned up, he got so excited, and he won so many of them <laughs> that night, he stabbed himself in the thigh with the wings. Of the Emmy Awards. Because he had like eight. He had like a few of them, and boom, one went actually into his leg. Oh, gosh. Didn't Del Tufo get stabbed, too? No, it was his ex-wife who threw it at him. Ah. So Stephen Bochco won 10 times. But didn't Mike I, say I it think did that's, hit him, though? I think that's way low. Oh, oh I'm I looking. think it was 10 times that first night. Well, I'm looking at it. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, I don't. I, he's won more than 10 Emmy Awards. He won. Uh, he won many. So that's really dope, though. There you go. So there's that. Congrats. The NFL 100 all time team show. That was amazing. What a show that was. My God. That was incredible. There are times where I'm just like, okay, I'm not going to say a word here. Just let these people say something. You know, what Bill who's celebrating a birthday today. Hey, that's right. He is 69 years old. Nice. So congratulations to him. I'm sure he went to his uh, his driveway. Nike the dog is nipping at his heels and he opens it up. I'll never forget that. Where there were there were Emmy Awards all over the place at uh at NFL films. I mean, literally. And um it was you couldn't avoid it. And the fact that there's now one resting here is something that I particularly uh, am proud of. Uh Michael Rosenberg wrote the piece on uh Trevor Lawrence. That is uh, making the rounds quite a bit in Sports Illustrated. So we'll get the author on here and try and get under the hood of the top pick and the overall draft coming up in less than two weeks. That's coming up next. So I remember standing with Belichick 
in front of like the Sears background photo backdrop that NFL Films had set up in this little kitchenette off of this room where we were all having breakfast for us to take, you know, um, to like, take like school pictures. publicity photos. Yeah. No, so it was like this gray stone backdrop, you know, and you'd stand there and smile. Yeah. And there's a, I'm standing there next to Bill Belichick smiling. And I thought to myself, <laughs> boy, I didn't think this would ever happen. <laughs> and, um, and Belichick points to the kitchenette cabinet that was across the way. So it's me, modern day Lombardi, camera, photographer, behind him is like a sink and a kitchenette and these cabinets. <laughs> and above the cabinets, above the cabinetry, in this small room, off of a dining area, in this huge complex, Atop those two cabinets were resting two television Emmy Awards. <laughs> and Belichick of, just says to, he says to me in his in his in his deadpan voice, he goes, They got so many of them, they put them above the cabinets. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. He's just like, and he and, and he he stuck the landing on the joke. And I'm I, that might have been the photograph that we where I'm laughing because we're he's pointing to it. Great. So that's what you got to do. Just got to work with the uh, folks at NFL Films. Boom. Emmy. It's like uh, they're the Bruce Dickinson of sports television. You keep saying like... They, you we all put their pants on one leg at a time, uh, except when he does, he makes gold records. You keep saying working with him. You hosted the show. That's like, that's well earned, uh, man. Like, come on. Please. They, they sprinkle gold dust over everything there. And it was a it was a, a lot to do, you know, but it was it was barely work. So I'll take it. And who who almost ruined the surprise? Was it Randy Moss who uh, Instagram? Yes, something? where we had yeah. the first day the quarterbacks were all there, and then the second episode that we we shot were all the wide receivers, and we said everybody just take as many pictures as you want, but this thing doesn't air until Thanksgiving, so please hold all the photographs on right. on on Twitter and. Uh, when the quarterbacks all went back to the green room and met all the run wide receivers there, they all like cheese and Randy Moss just threw it right on his Twitter feed, <laughs> and everyone's just like, "What the hell are they all doing together?" But no, the surprise wasn't ruined. <laughs> Randy Moss, and then, and then my other favorite story. 